Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, with a wealth of experience built up in the executive search space, Wexford man Ed Rossiter joined forces with Ruth Leiden to establish Phoenix Recruitment. The growth which the executive recruitment agency has enjoyed to date has led to its expansion into both the UK and US markets and Ed joins us now to tell us about his success story. Ed, before we discuss Phoenix Recruitment, you're a proud Wexford man. Hi Carl, thanks for having me. Absolutely, yeah, proud Wexford man and, and grew up in Screen Kirklow area for 17 years until I moved to, to Limerick to college where I'm now living. I haven't spent a number of years in, in Dublin in between, but my parents still in, in, in Wexford. Grandmother still there going strong as well, so uh, along with a, a lot of family, so it's certainly home to me. So talk to us about your executive search experience and why did both yourself and your co-founder, Ruth Leiden, believe that there was a gap in the market in that area? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Ireland's been certainly a hub for successful recruitment brands, for sure, for the last number of years. And, you know, as sectors and, and uh, industries go, recruitment is a relatively young industry. It's really only around since the, the late 60s and 70s internationally. So in Ireland, it really only matured in the, the mid to late um, 90s. Um, and really, from our perspective, you know, what we saw as a gap was maybe to elevate the, the, the standard of, of recruitment um, and you know, a number of our senior leaders in, in Phoenix are professionally qualified, whether that be a background in law or having worked with a, a big four firm previously. And, you know, a lot of us have become accustomed to seeing how um, how those standards are, are set in environments like that. So really taking that to the recruitment world and, you know, using our, our unique enough market insight and, and understanding of um, what companies are looking for, we decided to, to set up Phoenix. So how does Phoenix actually differ from existing executive search offerings in the market? Yeah, I think ultimately most recruitment agencies will offer the same um, service, which is to find great people. Um, for us, I suppose the process of doing that certainly is an area that we've looked to, to improve and, as I said, elevate the standard of. Coming from a, a professional background, like a number of our senior leaders have, you know, that market insight and knowledge you're, you're speaking to individuals about career changes or, or job opportunities haven't potentially worked in those roles yourself. So, you know, we've built our business um, from the ground up, knowing that, you know, a number of our senior individuals in Phoenix itself have worked in roles where we actively recruit in. So, again, it's bringing that professional approach to, to maybe a market that, you know, sometimes doesn't have that. And what was your strategy for building the business? Our strategy from, from day one was to, to go global. Uh, faster than maybe most agencies have done previously from Ireland. Um, as I said, there's a number of really great successful stories in, in recruitment in Ireland. But for us, you know, build a, a strong presence in Ireland, um, which we've done, um, but go global probably quicker than most agencies would expect us to. And, you know, as it stands, we're, we're four years old now. We have multiple offices in Ireland, office in London, and we've just launched our office in New York. So on that basis, is it true to say that you're very much targeting international clients and then from there piggybacking their growth into different markets by co-locating with them? Exactly. I think a lot of blue chip multinationals or, or global brands that we partner with have centralised HR talent or recruitment functions. Really, from, from our perspective, you know, a lot of those companies serve the large financial markets like your London, New York and, and Dublin, uh, especially in recent years. What we've seen locally in Ireland has been the entrance of a number of international brands due to maybe Brexit, 
um, and that served us well. Uh, and obviously during COVID, there was substantial growth around that financial services tech sector as well. So um, for us, those areas uh, have been with global brands, but we also support uh, a lot of Irish indigenous companies and uh, actually have helped a number of the, the Irish unicorns go global. So from Ireland, launching them into new European and US markets from here. So talk to us about your client base and the sectoral focus that you have. Yeah, so we have a wide-ranging client base, primarily focused around the professional services, financial services and tech sectors. We do work uh, with a number of um, general commerce and industry companies across FMCG and retail. Also, our core areas of specialisation are accounting, tax, legal, risk compliance and technology, which includes sales and marketing also. So for you to build this business then internationally, Ed, how important is it for you to have boots on the ground in each of those different markets? I think it's essential. You need local market knowledge and local market expertise, you know, the support of which we've seen many businesses offshore support functions. So, you know, recruitment even during COVID became uh, a digital service for the most part. You know, in-person meetings wasn't happening. So it maybe opened our eyes a little bit that a certain level of recruitment can be conducted internationally without having a presence on the ground. But in reality, if you want to build a substantial um, ingrained business in certain locations globally, you certainly have to have a presence on the ground and really have the right people on the ground to, uh, to attract those clients to you. And of course, something that has been well reported across national media outlets in recent months is the amount of redundancies across multinational companies. But you're a firm believer that their loss is the Irish indigenous company's gain. I believe so. I think, look, we're, we're for the most part, optimists. So, you know, what we've seen, unfortunately, is a, um, a number of redundancies, mostly from uh, tech or fintech firms or even crypto focused firms in, in Ireland of late. Um, I guess from an Irish business perspective, access to those talent pools hasn't been available for a number of years, you know, so, um, and a lot of Irish businesses couldn't simply compete with the salary levels or benefits that were on offer by multinationals or US multinationals. So now that I guess there is, uh, unfortunately, redundancies happening in the market, on the plus side for Irish businesses, it does open up a talent pool where, you know, you have high-performing professional individuals that are used to working in global businesses now potentially joining Irish businesses that want to go global. So that level of expertise that simply wasn't on the market now could be for, for innovative or ambitious Irish companies. It's a very interesting point, I have to say. Now, Phoenix Recruitment recently published findings from an employer survey. So what were the headlines from it? Yeah, I think the, the, the headlines really was uh, um, uh, a tale of, of two stories. I would say, you know, there's a, a high percentage, 75% of the Irish workforce believe that we are heading into a recession, um, although a very high percentage of individuals also believe that their jobs are safe. Um, the two stories there, I guess, is, you know, from an economic or macro perspective, you know, there has been an increase in cost of living, inflation, um, and uncertainties around certain sectors like tech with the redundancies that we've seen. However, um, you know, the Irish market in particular, particular is still very buoyant when it comes to job opportunities. Uh, I think it's still very much an employee market. Um, people are being offered um, flexibility in terms of how they work and where they work from, which obviously opens up a lot more opportunities for them. Traditionally, you had to be in Dublin to work in a Dublin office-based job. Now that's not the case. And I think we've seen a, 
really decentralization almost of, of Dublin-based uh, talent pools to the regions, which, again, is has a positive impact on the, the local areas that they're living in now. Um, from a, a job perspective, I think, you know, that's not going away. The flexibility that people are looking for certainly will be here to stay. So as long as that's there, I think employees are still confident that their jobs are secure. Are there any particular industries or sectors that are more hesitant than others about the year ahead? Yeah, I think the obvious ones are, are tech and, and uh, fintech, for example. You know, there's certainly a hesitancy there, having um, had the, the last six and nine months that we've seen from a stock market or performance perspective. Um, a lot of those companies are hesitant when it comes to uh, substantial growth. But again, those businesses grew uh, hugely during that um, COVID period. So um, from a market perspective, you know, uh, individuals that have worked in potentially sales and marketing or recruitment or support functions in tech companies, those particular businesses are hesitant for, for growth there. But there is still a high demand for technical roles, software engineering data uh, in that sector too. And of course, the war for talent is ongoing, but what advice do you have for employers, firstly, about recruiting new staff, and secondly, for retaining existing staff? The attraction of staff is obviously very important, especially if you are in, in growth mode. Um, I think a clear employee value proposition is, is something that most people will look for. Employees want to see where their career can go to, uh, so a clear pathway of progression and learning and development is something that we've seen an increased focus on goes without saying that flexibility in terms of how you work and where you work from is a key question for individuals now um, I'd be as bold to say that you simply won't attract people if you know you're still operating in the pre-COVID five days a week in the office um, assuming obviously that you know you can work from a hybrid perspective it's certainly expected by um, employees nowadays. You mentioned earlier, and of course it still is an employee market out there, and the power from employer to employee swings like a pendulum. Where are we in the current cycle, in your opinion? I still believe we're still in favour of, of the employee in terms of that swing. Um, you know, recessionary periods can change that, as we've seen in the past. But for now, given the fact that, you know, remote work is here to stay, uh, for, for many of our clients, you know, we're now talking about time zones that they recruit in for Irish-based companies where, you know, the reliance on having people in the office regularly isn't as strong as it's it's been in the past. So, you know, you have seen international talent pools be opened by um, Irish companies um, and that gives them greater access to talent. So, you know, as long as that flexibility uh, is there, I think employees will have a lot more choice than they've had previously. And I think in line with that, you know, Salaries are now more focused around the skills that you have rather than the location that you live in. And what are your thoughts in terms of Irish companies looking beyond the island of Ireland to bring staff into the country to serve their needs, whether that's from the European market or further afield to work permitting? I think it's been a, an essential part of, of growth for many companies in Ireland for the last number of years, even looking at you know professional services firms um, that have attracted talent from uh, overseas and Asia, you know, um, South Africa has been a, a popular uh, country of choice for talent coming to Ireland over the past number of years. Um, from a visa perspective, I think um, the issues that we've seen around attracting people into the country has been even the delay in getting access to a visa for people in Ireland. 
Uh, I think, you know, due to COVID and rightly so, there was a, a priority put on medical staff or healthcare staff at that point in time. So visas were, were processed there, it seems, a lot quicker, which was right. Um, that probably is freed up now. So again, access to international talent for you know, accounting or compliance or risk or banking individuals uh, is certainly here to, to stay as well. Um, more traditional industries, even from legal firms that would have been you know, consistently reliant on Irish professionals being produced locally, they've now even opened up uh, jurisdictional um, talent pools as well. And finally, Ed, what are your future growth plans for Phoenix Recruitment? Yeah, so we've just launched our, our New York office and that would be headed up by uh, a Waterford man, um, Paul Malloy. Um, we have uh, also managed to hire um, two more people in New York, which, again, is a great start to this year. For us, our growth plans is to be at two, 250 people by the end of 2025. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Ed Rossiter from Phoenix Recruitment, and we wish Ed continued success with growing his business. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. South-